This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. My door and say hello. What's going on? Hello. Oh my god! Have you been watching this World Baseball Classic? Ah, uh, highlight. Yeah, everyone. Games are on weird times. So well, yeah, yeah, but like everyone is going to be out injured. We'll talk about it this season. We'll talk about it. I got, I got some stuff in the news. Oh, good. I guess it's good for the uh, AAA guys. I got the spot on the team now. So. I don't know. We'll talk about it. All I right, have it. Right. Jesus Hello Christ. and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. I am your host, Dave Houghton. And with me this morning, a very angry Sarah Ritalik. She's angry because ah. of the World Baseball Classic. Ah, I'm ah. angry because you're jumping the gun, bruh. Well, I just need that show intro. The, the banter in the beginning. I was just oh, trying to do that. I'll give you banter. The, the magic of radio. Yeah, just gotta, come over to my house and I... kick my door in. <laughs> just like all your old ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Classic Sarah. Awesome. So, Sarah, how are you this morning? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing well how yeah, it's are great. you this i'm fine yeah, it I'm is now such a <laughs> i'm definitely coming by now oh well oh. yeah yeah well saint patty's day is over so uh i'm just recouping my body has been beaten not because i went out drinking all saint patty's day weekend it's because i work in the service industry yeah well that's what happens oh man i do i do Easy have to say you. though um very financially uh, very profitable. Yeah, look at that. There, there you go. Yeah. So that's the that's the that's the the silver lining to that cloud. But uh, man, drunk, drunk idiots. It's awful. It's I awful. mean, that's. I think I poured nine million Guinnesses. I think I, I set a world record for Guinnesses. I really hope that people were actually drinking them and not just feel like I got a Guinness in my head and then putting them down. There was one or two people who did that. Yeah. Oh, like, Guinness and a shot of Jameson. And then they just sat there and they're like, they took the shot. It was like 20, 20, you know, 11 year old kids. They take the <sighs> shot of Jameson like, oh, it's, it's spicy. Yeah. It's because you know? it's fucking Jameson. Yeah. Bitch. And then uh, the classic, can I get a Bud Light? My, I refuse to sell Bud Lights because I don't like the... First of all, I hate Bud Lights. So this episode not brought to you today by Bud Light. Um, I, do, I don't like Budweiser, so I don't sell it in the restaurant. And uh, I said, no, we don't sell Bud Lights here because I don't believe in it. And then uh, there's five million other beers. Just pick something. There's so many other beers that are so much better i don't understand that logic i really just don't you want something that tastes uh that's cheap and doesn't taste like uh warm dog piss just have a coors light that's that's a glass of water you know 
facts. I would definitely, I would always take a Coors Light. Yeah, over Coors Light, Light over always. Bud Light all day. All this day. Brought to you by Coors Light. Tap them Rockies. Speaking of Rockies, it is the first day of spring. Woo! So that only means that baseball is right around the corner. In less than 10 days from right now, I'm just saying less than 10 days because who knows? Um, who knows how many days? more days? And what this, day is what? Who knows? We're probably going to get later. more snow. Like it's going to be a whole monster. Yeah, like, it's going to be. Know, it's well, tomorrow's supposed to be 60. So that only that's means, the rumor. Well, I yeah, trust well, nothing. That only means Wednesday. It's going to be a blizzard. So, yeah, we'll I trust start. nothing. Yeah. So Leave less nothing. than 10 days, they're going to let me back into Fenway legally. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know why they let you in. Well, because they can't get a good picture of me to kick me out for life. So well, I'll yeah. submit a few. No, that's fine. If you go to IAPradio.com, you might find one or two of me, or at least a video of me acting foolish. Uh, so with baseball on the horizon, that can only mean that it's Baseball Conspiracy Day here at IAP Radio. I'm excited. This is the show that I've been waiting for. NBA was great with John. Uh, NFL and NHL were good with Neil. But this, this is the one that I've been waiting for. Because I love If you've listened to this show since its creation and birth, you know that I'm a huge baseball fan. So uh, we we got a pretty deep panel on today's show so far i think brutally honest sports is coming on i haven't heard back from them but i know for sure that scott from the walk-off podcast and garth from garth lorgy are coming on and uh they're both from america's hat which i'm going to ask them later on because we call canada america's hat do they call america canada's pants i say it's canada's butt yeah yeah, because we are full of shit. So, yeah. So, uh, you know what? We got a, a pretty heavy show. So let's get into the news. And then we will get into baseball conspiracies. All right, Sarah, kick us with the news. I'm just really revved up. It's a good thing. I can see that. Like, you're excited. It's Jeez. the first day of spring. I can see the flowers. Really? Oh, I can't, I no, can't I see can't. anything. It's, no, I can't see anything. I'm in, no, I'm it's in all my dead. It's everything's I, still dead. I boarded up the window in here so the sun doesn't hit my face anymore, so I can't see outside. Boo. Yeah, I hate Boo. the sun. Yeah, sun hates you. Told me. Yeah, absolutely. The sun and my son both hate me, so. Aww. Well, Big League Benny. Yeah, Big League Ben. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> kick it with the news. What's going on in sports this week? All right, we're going to start off with a rewind. Uh, so the NBA had finally handed out a suspension to John Morant. Oh, that's nice. Finally. You know, that was great. You know, yeah. um, it was an eight-game suspension. It's suspension. Yep. Suspension. Suspension. Doing yeah. awesome today, folks. Eight-game suspension. It's our game suspension. I like the fact that Adam Silva finally woke up from his coffin. His, his it's like came out and he like, was like, "What's Jamarant doing what today? What are you telling me about? We might have to sacrifice him for the <laughs> league. Bring the boy hither. Bring him to me." <laughs> Anywho, eight game suspension, and uh, this was including the five. While he was in a counseling facility in Florida. So 
he really only got three games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. there's that. Um, though he is able to come back to play, um, he will remain out until the grizzly until wow, my struggle is so real today. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of yeah. A lot of outtakes. IEPradio.com. You can see uh, all outtake videos on uh, YouTube. Oh, my struggle is real. Though he is able to come back and play, he will remain out until the Grizzlies have met with the doctors and all the right people to determine if he is fit to come back. Okay, so that is uplifting news. The fact that everyone is actually thinking about helping him now. Right. It took long enough for us to get to this point. Where yeah. everyone's like, oh, let me step in and assist this young man. The thing that I don't agree with is the way the NBA handled it. What it should have been is he went to the facility and then I feel as though the eight game suspension should have begun after he left the facility. Yeah. Uh, mainly because now he's going to be in his everyday life, in his everyday environment. So it's something that he has to get acclimated to what he's learned in the facility and he has to apply these new tools and coping mechanisms and stick with counseling and this and that. So having it something where those five gate, those five days in the facility are counted towards his eight game suspension really doesn't seem like it's setting him up for success. The only, the only good part about that is, is that the Grizzlies actually stepped in and said, no no no. no, 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 you can't come back no, until no, we no. feel it necessary for you to come back, which is huge because of the amount of money that they're investing in this guy. You immediately want to be like, OK, yeah. Oh, the eight game suspensions over. Great. Come on back. You know, like you would see a lot of teams would roll that way because uh, of the amount of money that they spent on him. What, yeah. what is it like a $200 million contract? It's got, ridiculous. Right? Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So with that kind of investment, they're like, Oh yeah, no, you have to come back. You, you have to come back as soon as possible. But I like the fact that the Grizzlies are just like, Nope, we're good. Just take your time. Let's get it right. You'll be back next year mm-hmm. and we're all good. And baby steps, baby yeah, steps, baby, baby steps. steps, because we need you for the long haul, not right now. And Jalen Rose did the did a special with him, did a sit down special interview with him. I didn't watch it yet. I will. I saw all the snippets Um, in one of the snippets. You, you could see it on Instagram. Morant said that the gun wasn't his. Yeah, right. No, and, no one's really going to take possession of that thing. No, but first of he all, it's did. embarrassing. We've we've count we've covered that countless times. You, <laughs> it's an embarrassing little gun. Little gun. Uh, but he does take responsibility for everything, and that's the one thing I will say. Like he took, he was like, all of my actions, everything that I've done, you know, including this. Like I take full responsibility. And every, you know, I'm looked up to as a role model and my actions have not been role model-esque. Yeah, so, that's like, huge. So, like, that is huge. So, it's it was redeeming for him in my eyes because I was like, okay, he is a smart kid and he does have this sense of awareness between the good and the bad. Yeah. So, it's just that he needs to be surrounded by the right people so that he can flourish right and clearly the people that are within his family and his posse are just wrong as we've discussed multiple times on the show but it's one of those that 
hopefully now he can get the right people and get support. Right. Here's hoping, you know, I really do hope for his sake that there's uh, some good from this. And and again, I have to say, I'm very impressed with the Grizzlies reaching out and helping him and not rushing him back. They are currently third in the West in the NBA. And of course, they're going to hit the playoffs this year. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see if he can come back in the playoffs mentally. You know, yeah. and for the Grizzlies to just be like, take your time. We're good. You know, it, it's it's okay. We'd rather you 100% than, you know, 50%, well, especially on a huge playoff run. Right. And to the problem, so going into the next news segment, it's because the Grizzlies have enough without him out. You right. know, clearly there are plenty of people on this team that, need to be put into therapy Mm. and one of those i would say is dylan brooks yeah uh the the second on the list of grizzlies who are just like he's got a little bit of a problem yeah and it's a lot of anger and for those that missed it um dylan brooks was fined thirty five thousand dollars for shoving a camera person to the ground during a game versus the miami heat last wednesday uh, they were in Miami too. They right? were in Miami. Yeah. Yep. Um, the fine pushed Brooks past two hundred thousand dollars in loss. Two hundred thousand dollar loss. Okay, so like this is his loss just this year. Two hundred thousand um, dollars, and this is through fines and suspensions. So just this season, he has paid. $200,000. He it's just mind-boggling to me. So he also has 17 technical fouls and is one away from another $5,000 fine in automatic one-game suspension. That's crazy. Right? I didn't, I didn't think he was like that. I mean, He's I don't know. Angry. I don't know. Obviously, I I don't I don't watch the Memphis Grizzlies because I mean, you know, I I have the Celtics to watch. But like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think Dylan Brooks was like that unhinged. I mean, uh, I guess a lot of people want to be want to be the bad boy. Out of all the people on this team, though, you think a guy like Steven Adams would step in and be like, "You guys need to like calm down, chill." Like he's the big the big veteran on the team. Like he needs to like chill. maybe. I, I don't want to put it all on his shoulders, but like, you know, he's an enforcer. And he's come from teams where, like, you know, he's had a lot of star power on those teams. And he's got a great team coming here. Um, Somebody needs to step in. Reel and, them in. Yeah. Reel and, like, honestly, in. like, you know, the roster on that team, he is the big league veteran that needs to really just ring them back in. Be yeah. Like, you guys are out of pocket. Let's Let's tighten it up, you know? Reel them in. It's uh, it's pretty wild. What's interesting is for basketball, baseball, and for hockey, the East is wild. Yeah, for those three sports, wild. Yeah, West is just like, meh, it's there. Well, usually the West for basketball is like the dominant side of of the NBA. Like in years past, it's always been the West. The West has always just dominated the East. And this year, I mean, it is sort of neck and neck. I mean, you know, um, Bucks, 76ers, and Celtics are one, two, and three. 
And then on the, the west side, you got uh, Nuggets, Kings, and Grizzlies. The Kings, I can't believe it. Like, Mike Brown totally turned the Kings around, which is wow. amazing. I give all, all the respect for that. And it's not it's not the typical teams in the west that are up. You know, when you think of the west, you you constantly hear, you know, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Maverick. It, it's like nuggets kings grizzlies Suns right now yeah <laughs> the supersonics <laughs> yeah right you know it's always been like the spurs and the jazz and the lake is but this is uh this is different which which is amazing because i love different teams i i hate always seeing the same team win all the time i unless, concur unless it's better for it's better for the sport it's yeah, so absolutely. much better for for the sport to have other markets um experience that and have their fan base grow I always say I'm, the best thing that ever happened for the Las Vegas Knights was the fact that their first year they went all the way to the cup. Yeah. You know? Radonka donk. And it would have been great if they won just to like solidify, like, look at us, first for first year, first win. You know, we're we're one and oh. But it'll come. It'll come. So yeah. Uh, so so Dylan needs to put it back. Yeah. Like, so to finish uh, with uh this this fucking dummy um so in response to the video he said that he was running full speed and didn't mean to hurt anyone now if you go to iep radio on um instagram and look at the video you'll see that he stops and like he yeah he has the hand on the cameraman but then he like pushes the cameraman hey, and then shoves him. Yeah. yeah so you go watch the video on our Instagram and you let us know and you be the judge. You be the judge. It it reminded me of um dude from the Raiders who pushed the camera guy. Oh yeah. Last year. Uh and he took full yeah. responsibility for it. He like did. he was angry and this and that. Like he owned it. Yeah. You know, Dylan Brooks is like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to hurt him. I, I was just getting up. I I don't know. I didn't even see him there. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Right. Bullshit. I'm pretty sure that the uh, camera guy in Miami was taken to the hospital for eval. He may have suffered a concussion. I don't know. Also, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Go to the hospital. Get checked out. You're right. not paying for it. Right. You know? you know, you're working. It's workman's comp. It's workers comp. Maybe you could squeeze a lawsuit out of it. Who knows? You know, I just come back with my neck brace. Like old body cast, old body cast. What happened to you? Dylan Brooks pushed me when I was on the camera. Why are you in a full body cast? Oh, he broke every bone in my body. I'm made of glass. Just call me Chris Sale. (laughs) Bubble. Oh, I don't have my bubble boy sweatshirt. You don't. You don't have your bubble boy. Your buttery soft. My buttery soft bubble boy sweatshirt that you could buy on Bonfire IAP Radio. Just go to IAPRadio.com and follow the link to the Bonfire website. We have a new shirt on the Bonfire website, the Allegedly shirt. Get yourself a shirt just in time for opening day. Do it, bitches. So, yeah, do it. Get out there. Opening day. I can't I can't wait. Can Baseball, you wait? I'm so excited. I can't. I'm so oh. excited. Oh. I'm so excited. I want to oh. go now. I'm going to wait in line now. I'll be back. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to do the show from there basketball man they are just like i'm telling you everything that is going on in basketball all the wrong in basketball i have to blame on adam silva david stern was so uh david stern on top of everything you know that he He had that league so good oh my god exactly he had 
toothbrushes as yeah. shivs. You know, like he definitely was like, if you are out of line, choo, 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 choo. Yeah. And I mean, we did have some crazy 90s basketball, crazy, crazy, you know, but now it's it's a different level of crazy. Right. Totally different. And I think a lot of it has to do around mental illness, unfortunately. So it's now nipping that in the bud. That's true. Going around that way. Yeah. Well, let's continue talking about NBA players. Well, this one's a former NBA player. <laughs> let's continue. Are we doing an all NBA show again? No. I know. It's it, it's really it's really been whew. Well, that's how say. it is. Like that that's what's going on. It's like all of the major sports, and then all of a sudden it's like NBA just goes on this tirade. They go and, ham. After yeah. the all-star break, they go ham. It really is a mental health thing. So what what's this? The former M- NBA player. What's what happened? So Matt Barnes, he <laughs> is a wee bit behind on child support payments to his ex-wife. Oh man. Just a wee bit. You mean uh Derek Fish's girlfriend? Wasn't Derek Fisher dating Matt Barnes's wife? Yes. At yeah. one, I don't know. Are they still together at one point? Uh, I'm not really sure. At one point, I don't know. I feel because they weren't they on like basketball wives and all this stuff. You know, I feel that at some points everyone's kind of interchangeable. Yeah, pieces. that's true. It's like Scottie Pippen's ex-wife dating Michael, Michael Jordan's, Jordan's son. son. Weird. <laughs> so weird. Weird. Uh, But this is this is kind of gold because I dug a little bit deeper into this. So TMZ reports that Barnes owed uh, $133,976.54. So that is the exact amount that is past due. <laughs> uh, yes. In 2018, after paying $20,000 per month in child support, he was then ordered to pay $7,500. So that's a big big decrease to pay for his twin sons. However, this is where it gets juicy. Apparently, allegedly, apparently, allegedly, we're going to, you know, allegedly, uh, his ex-wife, Gloria... Was it Govin? Joven? Sure. Yeah. Govin. Uh, excuse me. I don't know. Uh, really needs the money because so she really needs the money because she is being sued by her lawyers who helped in her divorce from Barnes. What? Yes. She is being sued for uh, refusing to pay for their services and allegedly owes them one hundred ninety-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-four dollars and sixty-two cents. Wow, what a weird number! Yeah, I wonder it's... where the child support number came from. Yeah, I mean like, she's still gonna I... owe like sixty thousand dollars to them, but what? What? Like honestly, I mean, I. There's so many things here that you want to say to, I, I don't want to. <clears throat> you can, okay. it, There's a lot like you. There's it, a lot. First, pay your damn child support. Yeah. Pay for your kids. Matt Barnes made a career Just... total earnings in the NBA for, he played from, uh, 04 to, uh, 20, actually 2020. His last team was the Sacramento Kings. He made uh, over $35 million while he was in the NBA, okay? So uh, how much does he owe in child support? 
a hundred and like we'll just round it. We'll say a hundred and thirty-four thousand. Okay, one hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars is nothing. Uh, when you when you made a career total of thirty-five million dollars. In fact, the least amount of money he made in the NBA was when he played for the Knicks in 05. He made $131,000, okay? Uh, so we're talking even his Knicks salary could have paid for what he owes in child support. But you're paying it over a month. Like, you pay it monthly. It's not going to be this large sum. Right. So, you know, and this could also include interest because the court could throw interest on you. Right. So Now, do you think that maybe he stopped payment on the kids and I, I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't think that you should because you're only hurting the kids. Not that I don't, I, I think these kids are suffering because I'm sure like when he is with his kids, you know, they'll get everything that they want. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making any assumptions, but I'm just saying they're probably not living in poverty, but maybe Matt Barnes isn't paying his wife because he's pissed at her for cheating on him maybe i, I don't I know mean, there's there seems to be a a lot i mean her not paying her lawyers was she, like there what is going on yeah he's not this, paying his child support she's not paying his lawyers so like what is what what is this i don't know or you is paying she, your mortgage like what's going yeah, on yeah is she bitter because she didn't get what she wanted in the divorce, and that's why she's not paying. That's the what it lawyers. seems like. That's honestly and, what it seems like. And now you have him not paying. And I, I'm gonna. Here's my thing. And I know that he's. Regardless, you should just pay your child support. But we also don't know. It could be something where the kids aren't actually seeing the money, and she's mm, seeing the right. money. Yeah, that's a good. Point. And it's something where he might contest it, and go back to court and say like this is what we you know like i want to be able to have this set up for my kids and or like let me pay for their school let me pay for their medical bills and all of this stuff directly rather than giving her a check because it could be something you know this is all speculation could be something that he's giving her a check and is she's just like well i'm gonna go get my hair did my nails right she's going on a shopping spree going and getting new shoes you know right. yeah it's just something where you we don't know behind it and i'm gonna guess it all comes down to this is the reasoning why she's not paying her divorce attorneys right because she's not happy with something so right i don't know i guess we'll keep our eyes on it to see where it rolls out because they're at first i was like oh he's not being a child support what are you doing deadbeat dad and right. then i dug into it a little bit more and went oh there's a lot of moving pieces behind this <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in this yeah so yeah. i'm gonna keep my eye on it because i'm like hmm interesting right it just seems like a case of bitter ex-wife you know i didn't get what i you're you're a thousand percent right i didn't get what i wanted so i'm not gonna pay you because you didn't do what i needed to be done right. and then he's like matt Barnes is like eat shit girl i ain't paying for that you know because he on, uh, allegedly i must say allegedly. he probably knows exactly what she's going to do with the money you know maybe these kids have been like oh we haven't gotten new shoes because every time that you send money uh mom says we don't have any money meanwhile she's got like a brand new porsche in the in the garage allegedly right allegedly i don't know i don't know i don't know but clean your shit up keep your stuff in your house in your house 
Facts. Like, Facts. I, I get like Facts. the child support thing. And, and that's a blow for Matt Barnes, too, because he's all over ESPN now. He's everywhere. And you it's... Know? and like now all of a sudden, like it's kind of like shitty on 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 his behalf, because it's like people are going to look at him and be like, oh, he doesn't pay for his kids without knowing the full story. Yeah. And that's where we need the full story so that we can then take our assumptions and go, ha ha, we were uh-huh. correct. Got it. Ha ha ha. We were correct. Because I'm even his kids. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Allegedly. Where's Derek Fisher? Maybe he can pay our lawyers. Seriously. He's got got five championship rings. Are we, uh, we're rolling into the big pickle? We are at the pickle. All right, let's get into this pickle because we got a big panel coming on to this show. And we're going to rock conspiracies MLB style. So who is this week's biggest pickle? This week's biggest pickle, the New York Mets. (laughs) The curse of Timmy Trumpet strikes again. For reals. For reals, for reals, for reals. I mean, the Mets are the Mets. Come on. I mean, like, let's... All of this. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm just going to say it. The Mets are cursed. Facts. Facts, 100%. Maybe Shea Stadium was built on an old ancient Indian burial ground and the ghosts of the graveyard followed them into City Field. But ever since their existence, when did they start? 1969, I think, was their, their first. Inaugural yeah, year. I believe so, right? It has been yeah. just crazy for them. Every single time something good looks great. Like every every time something great comes up, mm-hmm. there is like a wall ready to stop them. Yeah. You know, you get it's not even pump- a wall, it's a train coming at them and oh, taking them out. Full speed. Full speed. Because if it's a wall, that's just the Mets running into the wall, which you know would be spot on. But yeah. it's a train coming and just taking them out one by one. Man, it's hard. It's so hard to really like listen to what happens to them every year. It could be the curse of Timmy Trumpet. It also could be the curse of the World Series celebration that they had during COVID on spring training. Because that was silly. I don't know why you would practice winning the World Series. Maybe yeah. you should just win the World Series. You know. So what... What happened? Why are the Mets the biggest pickle this week? All right. So the the Mets Mets had a really rough week last week. You know, first started with uh, Edwin Diaz getting hurt while celebrating. While celebrating. The worst way to hurt yourself. While celebrating a Puerto Rico win at the World Baseball Classic. He's going to be out all season. Yep. He's gonna have knee surgery. He's and that's your that's your clutch closer right there. That's someone your, who just signed a huge, huge contract too. That is your future of your organization being the closer and womp womp. Yeah. Then yeah. you had Brandon Nemo, who was hurt during a spring training game. However, they said his injury wasn't as bad. He'll be ready for opening day. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But at the same point in time, 
So this was a low-grade sprain to his right knee and ankle. It's one of those that this could linger on for him the whole season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. the risk of seriously getting injured. It sucks to suck, man. Like, it just... It is what it is. Uh, A lot of people have been up in arms about the World Baseball Classic and people getting injured. But at the same point in time, you have people getting injured during spring training. Yeah. So, you know, I have feels about the World Baseball Classic. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of countries can't watch Major League Baseball. And the stats on how many... People have tuned in from like Japan and from Puerto Rico and Mexico to the World Baseball Classic is great. It's great for the sport. It's giving more awareness to the sport. It's giving more exposure to these players. It's really great. However, I understand the flip side of the coin where everyone's under these gargantuan contracts and is running the risk of injury. Yet at the same point in time, spring training we've how many ridiculous injuries have we seen over the course of our lifetime that happened during spring training and i understand during spring training they might not play the whole game they'll play like maybe one or two innings here or there so that they can get more players in but we've seen some freak things happen during spring training oh absolutely so it is what it is i just but the Mets, I feel uh-huh. like I feel like a lot of sports fans, uh, a lot of baseball fans, can justify an injury during spring training because it happened on your team. I also feel like a lot of people can't really comprehend why the World Baseball Classic is happening before the season. Um, I'm I'm in that category. I don't. I think it's the wrong time. From the World Baseball Classic, I I mm. feel like the the WBC should be played after the season, right? But there's no, but there's no good time to play it. Stop and think about it. You're under contract, okay? And we'll just use Diaz as an example. Yeah. Okay. He plays after the season. I'm, you know, they play after the season. He gets hurt. That's still gonna be like, was that like six months? seven months that he's going to be out yeah but at least like i don't know but again like that's how like you kind of justify where if you get hurt in spring training you're on your team and and that shit's gonna happen but when you're at you're out of the element of your team and you get hurt you're like why did he go to the world baseball classic and i know why everybody goes to the world baseball Classic. it's a huge honor Right. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's just, you know, now whatever. But then again, I mean, like Sam, Sam's uh, Sam O'Brien said something where he said, like, if you're going to base your whole season on your closer, then you you weren't ready for anything big. In right. A hundred percent. If you say your season's over because Diaz got hurt, then your product was shit anyways. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And I totally agree with that. I don't know. A- you know what? Accidents are going to happen regardless. You know, it doesn't has- matter. Brandon and- Inge, Brandon Inge, when he played for the Detroit Tigers, pulled his back out when he lifted a pillow. So, I mean, like shit's going to happen regardless, no matter what injuries are just going to happen. So like, is this a huge blow for the Mets? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so is Nemo, you know, or Nemo. Nemo? Nemo, Nemo. It's all the same to me. Are we capitalizing on the finding Nemo thing? Like, 
Should we capitalize on that? We might like, have to capitalize on that. Like, is it Nemo like... or is it Nemo? This is really going to bother me. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, I don't care anyways. It's Either way, uh, you can still capitalize on the finding finding Nemo. Nemo. Oh, we can make this happen. Yeah. I'm about ah, to I just, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard because, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can hurt yourself in the All-Star game. I mean, right. Jose Altuve just broke his wrist. He got... He got beamed up the, the hands, the hand. Oh, his thumb. His thumb. Yeah, right. his thumb. And he's That's out eight to ten weeks. Which can I pause for a second, please, and say, LOL. So he's out eight to ten weeks because of his thumb. Yeah. And then you had Chris Sale who got hit in the in the thumb, was out <laughs> the whole rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Same. It was like I watched it and I like play by played it. Okay, and then. It looks like the same hit that like Bryce Harper kind of had, but it, the way that it hit his hand, it looked very similar to Chris Sale. Yeah. And I was like, what the, like, I, okay. I, I, <clears throat> yeah. I, I was so just like, really, Chris? Really? <sighs> you, you played this for the whole season last year. You came back. That was your first game back after falling off your bicycle or tricycle. Or whatever you were riding, his Peloton, his right Peloton, yeah, <laughs> right through the window. Yeah, that was your first game back, and then you took a ball to the hand, broke it, had to undergo surgery, all this stuff. You had Bryce Harper, who had the same injury too, took the ball in the hand. Yes, he was out for a while. He was out before the All Star game, but he came back before the playoffs and was right. able to like rile his team up like crazy. And now you have Altuve, eight to 10 weeks. Why, Chris Sale? Why? I need answers. Call me. I think I can, I think I I can answer this. I think I can answer this. A bitch. They had to find the proper piece of glass to replace it in Chris Sale's body. Ugh. And it was on back order. Because do you remember when that ship got stuck in the canal? Oh, in the canal. <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> all those glass pieces for uh, Chris Sale was on one of those containers, and I think it got stuck. And so. you also have to find the perfect glass blower to infuse the the heat temperature the right, right. way so that the glass can right. fuse. Okay, and of course, right. like you know, it was towards like you know the middle of COVID, and you don't want people blowing glass during COVID because who knows if that person has if the glass blower has COVID now Chris Sale has COVID in the glass and then Chris Sale has COVID uh, I'm just gonna blame it on the world you know it's the outbreak it's the pandemic blame it on the pandemic I don't know Chris Sale you know, you it know just makes no sense to me I just I get so angry it's you know what makes really... no sense to me about Chris Sale right is the fact that he can rip a TV off the wall and then kick the shit out of it in a hallway and not break a single bone or bruise himself or do anything. He doesn't cut himself. He doesn't draw blood. Nothing happens to him. He gets a, now I know the baseball came at him at 114 miles an hour, but he breaks a finger and he's out for the rest of the season. Right. Falls off his bike and he's dead. And you know I what mean, it is? It's you because... rip the TV off the wall that weighs, you know, a, a couple hundred pounds and you right. kick the shit out of it. And, <sighs> and you're like, eh, I'm fine. It's because he that all transpired when he was down with the Woosocks. Down at Pawtucket. Down, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, wasn't he, was he down in Worcester? Yeah. Um, that's why. So it, when he was down in Worcester, 
it didn't matter. It was like, yeah, whatever. Like, well, I'm not I'm in Worcester. I gotta I'm look in tough. Worcester. I can do whatever I want. You know, <laughs> yeah. look at me. Ah, look, oh, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a dunks in a Newport. And I'm going to rip this TV off the you wall. Know? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But then as soon as he puts on the Boston Jersey. Yeah. It's like the reverse effect with like Cinderella instead of, <laughs> Him getting ready for the ball and all this stuff. It's like he puts on the Red Sox jersey and, and his whole entire body just turns to glass. Yeah. He like, goes, Achoo. oh, I hurt my back. <laughs> I have to be out for the season. Uh, Where's my bubble? Well, your bubble sweatshirt is at IAPradio.com. Facts. Yeah. Shameless yeah, so, plug. So, yeah, the Mets, mainly because I do believe that they're cursed and uh, they're the biggest pickle of the week. And we just, yeah. I just, yeah. And how many days till baseball season? Uh, we're less than 10 days till opening day. There we go. Yeah. So pumped. All right. So uh, let's break for station identification. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have the boys from uh america's hat and uh i'm not sure where uh brutally honest podcast lives but we're gonna ask them so um yeah so we'll be right back this episode of in a pickle is brought to you by the deluxe edition network.com the den makes it easy for you to discover connect and engage with some of the highest quality and entertaining podcasts all in one place for more information, go to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. While there, check out the podcast of the month, Bev's Video Kingdom. Follow Bev's Video Kingdom at BVK Podcast on Instagram. Check out all of the podcast shows on the Deluxe Edition Network by going to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. All right, we're back and we are ready for the MLB conspiracy time. And we have a very large panel of guests coming on right now. So first off, from Brutally Honest Sports, they're on the Belly Up Media. We got Aaron Riley, followed by Scott Belford from the Walk Off Podcast. Uh, Scott and I were actually on 365 Sportscast for a minute together. Uh, yes, you're not a full still- minute. You're not still on that, right? That's not even a thing anymore, right? I am no longer paying to be on that. No, yeah. sir. <laughs> what a, uh, I'm not. Uh, they definitely don't listen, but um, what a scam that was. And oh, I was my goodness. Thrown into Embarrassing that thing. I fell for it, but it is what it is. That's yeah. our conspiracy. We keep under wraps. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Same. That's that's the uh, beginning of in a pickle conspiracies right there. And the biggest supporter that this show has ever seen, we got Garth. <laughs> Garth is one of the greatest in a pickle fans ever. He is the reason why we have such awesome buttons right now. Uh, Sarah, yes. I sent you one of those buttons yes, in the mail, right? Yes, yeah. I just got it. Yeah. Woo, I got it today. Button man. Oh, man. Let's go. Garth, all the stuff that you do is amazing. I can't believe the amount of hate that you get on twitter and how you just completely dish it back to everybody you know it's so funny i i didn't i thought i was beloved i, I this is news to me I no no, no i'm saying like I, I you don't. are very you're very opinionated on on the twitter and people like come and like give you shit and then you just like jam it right back to them and it's hilarious <laughs> to watch well, little you, twitter beefs you kind of have to yeah absolutely it's beautiful so all right so we got some mlb conspiracies and we have three well with me and sarah as well we have five big baseball fans here 
So, like in the last couple of episodes that we did with the hockey, the football, and the basketball, these are all just conspiracies. This is just a little disclaimer. We're not actually this crazy, even though I do have my tinfoil hat on underneath my regular Red Sox hat. These are just conspiracies. Don't let anybody think. I don't want anybody listening right now to think that we're actually this nuts. So, all right. So, for the first one on this list is the Pete Rose conspiracy. Now, Pete Rose got suspended for gambling, like we all know. If you don't know, the backstory is Rose retired following the 86th season as the sport's all-time leader with uh, 4,256 hits and 3,562 games played. He took over as player-slash-manager for the Reds in 1984, something that we probably haven't seen since, right? If I can recall, there hasn't been a player manager. We'll never see that again. No, we'll never see that again. No. no way. So on February 21st, 1989, old Pete was called in to meet with Commissioner Ben Uberoth about his gambling habits. It is well known that Pete Rose enjoyed gambling. But the talk of the town was that he was betting on baseball, specifically his own games. So now on April 1st, 1989, the IRS seized betting slips with Rose's name, writing, and fingerprints on them. That's a deep, deep investigation. The following day, it was reported that he was betting $8,000 to $10,000 per day on baseball. A month later... Rose would be in the hottest water of his life because now the league announced that it was launching a full investigation. So on May 9th, 1989, a 225-page report by investigator Rob Dow, known as the, quote, Dow Report, he handed it over to the new commissioner, Bart Giamardi, who you might know his son, who played uh, Einstein in all those Verizon commercials, right? Come on, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's favorite Paul Giamatti movie is Sideways. I just found out. He's so good in that movie. And he's great it. on John Adams. Uh, I don't know. He was good in The Hangover, too. <sighs> to fight you. <laughs> no Billions Love? Man, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> billions, yeah, that's a good show. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, the Einstein commercials of Verizon, because they play him six million times a day. That's all I remember the, him from. Now, the so. worst. Yeah, I know. All right. So this uh, this report included a full breakdown of all his gambling activities, including 52 Reds games. From there, the league officials handed Pete Rose a lifetime ban on August 24th, 1989. Both Rose and Giamatti signed a five-page document to put the ban in place. So... The theory here is that Pete Rose's lifetime ban was mostly just for show, with Rose and Giamatti reaching an agreement that, after a reasonable period of time, the ban would be lifted and all would be good in Rose's world. The only problem was, Bart Giamatti died eight days after the ban was given to Pete, leaving Rose to live the rest of his life in baseball purgatory. So... The truth probability on this one could be something to argue about, but if Rose's ban was going to be lifted by now, he has already buried himself in the countless acts of stupidity on his own character, and 
he still gambles like a monster. MLB loves tradition, but it's likely Rose will never see the ban be lifted in his lifetime. So let's start with Garth. Garth, do you believe that this is possible? No, because it was it was a completely different time. Like now you get caught gambling, you probably suspended for a, a year. You know, we've seen it in the NFL. Uh, you know, a player bet and got suspended for a year because gambling is such a, a big part of sports now. But back in the late 80s, like this was all like under the table, like run by criminals. Like, you know, you had to go see, you know, Johnny down at the warehouse to place your bet. You know, it wasn't, you know, you you, you didn't walk, you know, grab your phone and like lay 10 grand down, you know, they right. did just it. And the thing is like in baseball, you can be a piece of shit you can hit your wife, you can run over a kid, you can do whatever you want in baseball, except gamble. You know, when you start attacking the integrity of the game, that's an issue. That's a great point. Unless you're the league doing it. Unless you're the league doing it. Exactly. Right. Different story. You you look at the only people that have been banned forever, it's because of gambling on games or, you you know, the it, it looks like they might have thrown a game or, you know, it's possible. Like, you know, the, the Black Sox scandal and Pete Rose, like it just, it, it chips away at that integrity of the game. And I, I, I don't know if I thought like after a few years, he might get in because there, you know, there was a big uproar, you know, like, uh, like he served enough time, but he just can't get out of his own way. So right. fuck him. We don't care if he ever gets in. Right. Paul doesn't need Pete to Rose. Pete Rose really is a guy that, like, he benefited from the internet being invented so late in his life. Absolutely. Because truly, that man, like, it's so funny, even just the fact that baseball was like, okay, we, even the idea that maybe, and I buy it, maybe they were, there was a backroom deal where they're like, you know what, we just got to let this blow over. But, I mean, if Pete Rose was a player during internet times, this would have been like strike 10, you know, like there, there would have been zero ways. So right. Um, right. just uh, whether that was a true piece of conspiracy or not, I think that uh, just his shittiness caught up with him anyways. And I don't think there's a lot of leeway anymore. Like he's done. Like there's, <laughs> they're not going to let Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Why the hell would they let, you know? <laughs> they still right. don't have, you know, still not letting Shoeless Joe Jackson in the Hall, and he's yeah. dead. So his lifetime right. and he's dead. is done. <laughs> like he's and dead. He fucking batted 360 in the World Series. Like right. he didn't throw any games. Yeah. Like, what was, like, like the guy he knew about it. And, he knew. Yeah. That's why yeah. he was. I mean, that, that's a, that brings, Sarah, you bring up a great point. Like, how long is a lifetime been? He's dead. His lifetime is over. Like, maybe you should bring him in. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, I think it's just too many traditional old guys. It's, I, it's I, such I a shame, too. Like, I mean, we're talking about one of the best, you know, arguably the best hitter of all time. You know, he's in the conversation and, as a manager, though, I mean, you're you're completely dictating the result of games if you're betting on them. Like you're right. You know, we're not going to we're going to use this bullpen guy tonight because I got money on this game tonight. Maybe I don't have it tomorrow. Like that kind of skews all the, the results of especially as a manager, because he he can like pull whatever type of cards he wants to win that specific game or at least, quote unquote, give his team the best chance. 
but then you're jeopardizing, you know, player injuries. Like there's, there's so much to that, you know, it's absolutely a, it's a trickle down effect. That's a great point. Scott, you brought up a good point though. The, the internet definitely like heightened him. And the fact that now, if you go get a signature, if he's at like some random card show and he's signing a ball, he'll be like, he'll sign anything you want. Like he'll put the inscription on anything. Sorry. I've been on baseball, fuck the commissioner, uh, anything you want. Yeah. So he's just kind of, I mean, you're all right. He's just constantly in his own way anyways. And I, I feel like he can just benefit from anything else besides the hall of fame. Like you mean to tell me like, you know, one of these fan duels, DraftKings, uh, MGM Sportsbook, they're not going to throw something his way to be like the face of, I mean, they should already because, you know, now you can bet everywhere on your phone. But like, just but to have him out there as the face. I don't think that'll happen now because he's done so much other horrific shit that yeah. What, yeah. what corporation wants him as their spokesperson? Yeah, like, right. And I mean, it's not ancient history. You can talk about, you know, the statutory rape charges from the 70s but you can also talk about like a couple of years ago when he was coming in to celebrate the 1980 phillies uh world series championship and a female reporter asked him about you know some of these old allegations like oh that was a long time we don't need to talk about that babe oh, yeah, yeah the way, that, right. yeah, the way like, that he was talking to her it just yeah. made like, everybody rise you know the eyebrows went up again like okay this like, is why we yeah. keep a distance like, from he, him. he could have earned a very good living being a spokesperson for a gambling mm -hmm. app until he just like he won't shut his fucking mouth like how can you have a guy like that representing your company right like everything that pete rose ha has happened to pete rose he's done it to himself yeah absolutely. i blame the reporters stop reporting on everything he says <laughs> <laughs> let's just go ahead and agree that we just blame women for everything right yeah. she shouldn't have been a babe i mean he never would have said that to her if she didn't you know wasn't doing her job and put a microphone in front of his face right like, if we want pete rose to stop saying stupid shit we have to quit you know talking to him <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. great point. otherwise he's yeah. just gonna say more stupid shit all right, so next up is one of these conspiracies that I absolutely love, and I'm, I am I, I know that you all have heard this one, but this one is so far-fetched that it could actually be true. So now let's bring in the Iron Man himself, Cal Ripken Jr. One of Cal's greatest knowns in the baseball world is for starting a streak of 2,632 games with the Baltimore Ori Orioles. Cal broke the record on September 6th, 1995, dethroning Lou Gehrig's mark of 2130 consecutive starts, a record that some say will never be broken again. Next in line is current player Matt Olson from the Braves. He's currently at, this is at press time, 221 consecutive starts. So all he has to do is play 15 more seasons without missing a game. And the Iron Man streak is his. Now, the end of Ripken's record would not come to a stop until September 20th, 1998, when he stayed in the dugout for the Orioles as the team took the field. Old men everywhere would shed a tear in private, and some probably in public. So, according to Baseball cons Conspiracy Theory World, Ripken's streak almost ended in 1997 because of Kevin Costner. Yes, I'm talking about Mr. Field of Dreams himself. 
But how, you ask? Well, how could an actor nearly derail one of the most incredible streaks in baseball history? Ripken and Costner became friends in 1990 at the premiere of Costner's film, Dances with Wolves. These two quickly became best buddies forever. In August of 1997, Costner was staying with Ripken and now his ex-wife, Kelly, in their Baltimore home. Of course, with the streak like Cal's, it's only natural that he will always he was always the first one on the field every day and in the park at early morning. And on August 14th, 1997, this was no exception. Ripken started his morning trek to Camden Yards before realizing that he forgot something at his home. He returned to his house to find his wife in bed with another man. And yes, you've guessed it. It's allegedly Kevin Costner. The Iron Man ended up ripping Costner out of the bed and beating the shit out of him. Allegedly. Conspiracists deem that the man was the this was Costner because the Oscar winner didn't make any public appearances for a long period of time. Ripken was obviously so shaken up after seeing his wife in bed with another man. Plus, he was so sore from the ass beating he just dished out that he couldn't make the game. Ripken called the Orioles front office and told them that he would not be able to play in that night's game. Orioles owner Peter Angelos reminded Ripken that the streak would unfortunately come to an end if he didn't play. Ripken was okay the streak was ending because he knew that there was actually no way that he was going to make it to Camden Yards that night. It's rumored that Angelos told Ripken not to worry about the streak because he would take care of it, and the baseball conspiracists believe that he kept his promise. The Orioles were meant to host the Seattle Mariners on August 14, 1997. On one day that Ripken could not make it to the ballpark, the game was mysteriously canceled because of technical issues with the park's lights. A groundbreak in the park's power circuit caused the stadium lights to not turn on during warm-ups. The first pitch that night was scheduled for 7.35 p.m., but the umpires had to push the start because of the quote-unquote electrical failure. So now at 8.45, the electrical crew had fixed most of the problems, but there were still about 20 or so light bulbs out, and umpire chief Al Clark called the game at 10 p.m. because of the shadow that formed on home plate due to the park's lack of illumination. Fun fact... Randy Johnson was actually scheduled to start for the Mariners that night. So the following day, the Orioles would play a doubleheader versus the Mariners in a day-night doubleheader. And Cal, the Ironman Ripken, would start both those games and the streak would live on. So, is this true? Now, both Ripken and Costner have denied this story multiple times. But baseball fans are still claiming that is true. The only thing is... Ripken and his wife divorced in 2016, so the Bull Durham incident did not really ruin their marriage. Kevin Costner also revealed in a 2001 interview that he couldn't stand Kelly Ripken after being around her for just more than 10 minutes. Of course, that doesn't mean that the postman didn't deliver his package to Ripken's wife a few times. So... In my pun, Sarah, don't look away. It's it's a pun-filled <laughs> show. Come on. So I know uh, a lot of us really love this conspiracy because it's it's really it's great. But what do you guys think, Aaron? Let Let's start with you. What do you think? I mean, there's a lot of things that seem to parallel together to make it make sense. You know, I mean the the whole light 
issue is, I mean, come on now, let's let's be. Has that ever happened at Camden Yards before or or after? I'd love to know that. I, right. I don't know that, but I'd love to know. I feel like there's definitely some truth to it, and and he wasn't gonna miss a game. Like you know, obviously that's he's most. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame shortstop, one of the best players. But like his his streak lives on, and and will like you said, it'll probably live on forever. I gotta I gotta go on the on the side of like I believe most of that story. Like it just it seems to add up. I mean, the fact you bring up they didn't divorce till till twenty sixteen is a little surprising if it indeed did happen. But you know maybe Cal was given a hall pass hall pass for all we know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, it it's uh it's interesting, man. Like I I I definitely think he. He missed the game due to something like unforeseen happening because otherwise he wouldn't have missed the game. And then for him to play the two games on that on that Saturday, I think you said I I, I kind of buy it, man. Like maybe maybe it's far fetched, but uh, for, like I, I read up a little bit on that uh, quite some time ago. And I, I don't think they're they're friends at all anymore from what I see. I don't I don't so, think so. Yeah, I don't know. I I, uh, I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, there's some truth to this one. If they became fast friends in the 90s, something might have happened where they just stopped talking in the 2000s, right? I don't know. Scott, what do you Scott, what do you think about this one? Well, I absolutely love this conspiracy. Um, I think it's possible. I just like the idea of Kevin Costner and Ripken being best buds and then him walking in <laughs> on on Costner with his wife and him being like I told you only when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. I, I mean, it is fishy, right? Like, it is fishy. The lights, like, again, it's like Aaron said, when has that been a thing? When has that ever happened? Like, when right. has that been a problem? Not that it couldn't happen. So that's why. Especially it's a for theory, uh, though, right? a, a, newer, a newer stadium, right? I mean, I can yeah. see if it was Fenway, especially for a like hundred plus years old, but Camden yeah. Yarns, and it hasn't even happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Garth, what, what do you think? I, I love this. Yeah, when you when you messaged me about coming on, on the pod <laughs> to talk about baseball conspiracies, the first words out of my mouth were like, "Cal Ripken, fucking yeah. Kevin Costner, we have to talk about it." Like that's why I yeah, saved I you it. for last on this one because I knew <laughs> I knew it. Uh, okay, Aaron brought up a good point about like. Oh, well, you know, they stayed married until 2016, but you have to look at it in the context of where they were in baseball history. They're coming back from the strike. Baseball is in the fucking shitter. No one cares about it. Everyone talks about how Sosa and Maguire saved baseball. Cal Ripken saved baseball. That streak, like, he was everywhere. And to go through a public divorce during that, like, that would have cost baseball millions. It would have cost Cal Ripken millions. Like Cal Ripken was everywhere. Like, so the fact that they didn't get divorced because of it doesn't sway me one way or the other. There was way too much money involved, you know, to have a, a angry hate filled, you know, divorce splattered all over the place. So I don't, you know, I don't think, I, I think that this could definitely have happened. It's, it's so rare that the lighting becomes an issue in baseball. Like, it happens about every you know few years a game will get canceled because you know the power goes out somewhere or whatever. So it just happened to be like that day. I don't know, man. It's just there's so much fishy going on with it that it almost has to be true. Mm -hmm. Like, and and it's just so crazy. Like, 
you know, you could just say that like, oh, he, why does it have to be about Kevin Costner banging his wife? Why couldn't it be like, oh, he was getting into his car and he slipped on something and like tweaked his back a little bit. Like, it's not that it's like, no, six foot four, 200 pound Cal Ripken went in and laid a beating on Kevin Costner, <laughs> who was like the, the biggest movie star in the world at the time. Like, the, like it's not, you know, 2023 Kevin Costner. Like, this was like, he was the guy. Right. You know, he was mm-hmm. the bankable star in Hollywood at the time. I love it. I love everything about it. Like, I wish there was a million baseball stories like this. Um, I, and to I have it, to have it, Kevin Costner as the the person uh, of interest in this, it's just so random. Yeah, where it's like yeah. you could have named anybody, but yeah, that's where it with, becomes slightly believable. Like it could have been another player's another player. It could have been you know uh, one of the clubhouse guys. It could have been you know a trainer. It could have been anybody. Could have been a neighbor. Could have been anybody. Yeah. 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 Yeah, could have been David Houghton. Who knows? Huh? You know, but yeah. no, who knows? And, and you know, the been. whole, whole I, I think it was thir- I, like, I might have been 13, 14 at the time. So, yeah. you know, but like the just... whole Costner didn't like Ripken's wife. Like, who cares? Right. There are a billion, uh, you know, sexual encounters where in the world, in world history, where the people do not like each other. Right. You know, like, who cares? Like, that, that, you know, if that's your evidence that that didn't happen, you have no evidence. I, I love everything about the story. I think it's hilarious. And like, I would, I would watch a 90 minute Moneyball esque story about this. Oh, I you know, think like, that's where we have to amazing. invest all our money right now. The oh. five of us need to come together and make a <laughs> all of Cal us Ripken Let's money. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> all this, all yeah. this tons of money we're making from the podcast that we're on. Yeah. We need like, to pool like, really, our like, money. Wouldn't that be a great like 90 minute flick like it could be so tension filled like you know like ripkin trying to make it back to the stadium and he knows he can't do it because right. you know it would be it'd be amazing i'd love to watch that movie i think and, we need to make know, a 30 knows, for 30 maybe, maybe kevin costner could play you know peter angelos or something you know like you could be part of it <laughs> so somebody with no personality needs to play uh peter angelos that guy's oh, awful <laughs> He's all he, get, he gets he gets a he gets a pass a lot of the time when we talk about worst owners in pro sports. Like he is high on the list and he just seems to skate, you know. No one really bashes him, but they should fucking bash that. He's off. He's off. <laughs> I think he's forgotten. Man, I think he's forgotten about. It. I think that's the like no one even yeah. and, like the irrelevancy yeah. of the of the Orioles. It's it's kind of like put him on the, the back, is, like the pirate. I don't even been... know who owns the pirates. You know what I mean? Like, like who, who's that guy? He's probably, I mean, he's not good. Obviously. Well, uh, yeah. He's a piece of shit too, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 the thing with Angelos is like, they're not an irrelevant franchise. Right. You know, they've won world series. They were good. Like seven years ago, they were really good. The last seven they years. Were, they were of... even spending money. Look at how much yeah. they signed Chris Davis for. I mean, terrible yeah. mistake, but like his, they, they his were son, spending money. His son is arguably worse because ever since he's taken over, they've been like the Oakland A's of, pen, of penny pinching, yeah. you know? So oh, it's the same as the Reds owner, like the Pasqualino or whatever his name is, like comes out with his red suit jacket and talks about like where else are you gonna go? Like yeah. <laughs> anywhere except Well, the in the game. case of the Reds, <laughs> yeah. I think anyone's better than March Shot. So, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, she let her dog shit on the field. So, yeah, they had, they had 
they have not had a good history of ownership over the past 40 years. No. Oh man. He she disliked any any black player that was on the field. So I mean she hated spending money. She wouldn't turn the heat on in the offices. Right. Right. Like she was the worst. Scott, I know I know uh you gotta run soon and I want to get to your you have yeah. you your own conspiracy to the table and I love it. So uh let's hear what you this have is on the table because this is great. This is such a fun show. I absolutely love this. And the funny thing with baseball conspiracies is so often, in my opinion, like even the ones we just talked about, I I find myself being like, well, there's a 50% chance that it's the case or a 50% chance that MLB is completely and totally inept and a bunch of morons. And that's kind of where my conspiracy falls in here next. So uh, June 2018, Major League Baseball buys the baseball manufacturing plant Rawlings. And I mean, they did this uh, because they wanted to control the quality of the baseballs. This is what, this is what they said. Okay. They wanted to control the consistency. They wanted to control the cost efficiency. And my friends, they managed to only do one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. They did save money. They did manage to save some money, but, but that is about it. Like, Honestly, even if you think about the last five years, right? What have we heard? Dead balls. We've heard juiced balls. We've heard fluffy balls. There's no grip. We've heard uh, that uh, dented. Remember the dented balls? Why are the balls dense? Why are there dents in the balls? Right? We've heard Goldilocks balls. (laughs) And like, so, so where this conspiracy is going is that in... Uh, what was the actual date here? June 10th, 2021, Pete Alonso comes out. And basically he says, this is being done intentionally to manipulate the free agent class in the upcoming year. His, his conspiracy was that Major League Baseball is colluding together to manipulate the baseballs to either be dead or more juice, depending on whether there's going to be a big-time pitching free agent class coming up or a big-time hitting free agent class. Then on top of this, we watched, just in December of 2022 this year, an independent baseball um, study comes out and says that 2022, the balls, even though they were supposedly fixed and going to be all consistent, There were three different balls they found. And then they even, the conspiracy gets even deeper where it shows that some of these Goldilocks balls were being used specifically and only in the Aaron Judge games while he was chasing down Mm, 62 home runs. Now listen. That's something. Major League Baseball has a vendetta against Barry Bonds, right? Right. They don't like him as a person. They didn't like how prickly he was. Of all the faces they wanted to represent this sport, Barry Bonds was not the face, and it's been proven time and time again. I mean, even while we watched Aaron Judge, who I I mean, as a Blue Jays fan, obviously I have no love for Yankees or their players. However, what he did was pretty freaking incredible, right? Oh, absolutely. But, base, but baseball stepped in, and did they even manipulate the American League record? Right. And yes, think about how close this record was, right? Like judge only beat it by one home run. So even if only one ball screwed with it, you're talking about manipulation of this record. Right. And you're talking about lifting a guy up who's clean and not a cheater, right? They did this because it looks good for the face of baseball, but does it? 
when the fucking league is the one manipulating it. And again, <laughs> there's no proof. There's no way of actually figuring this out, but it's pretty fishy. It's definitely, that's definitely something you're right though. Even one ball could change the whole course of history, no matter where it was placed. Yeah. And Pete Alonso is, is a major star. Like right. when you have star players that genuinely feel this way, I don't know where there's smoke. There's sometimes fire. <laughs> right. Especially, uh, especially coming from like a, you know, he's going to be heard. Like not only is he a, a big high profile player, but he's in a big high profile market as well, being on the Mets. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, your, your voice is going to echo when you say something like that. So, I mean, that's uh that's a possibility. I like that one though. And why else would you even want with the sticky stuff, factor? even with the sticky stuff, right. And all the pictures coming out and being like, why can't they make a ball that isn't slipping out of our hands the whole time? Right. So I don't know, but the ball is messed up. There's lots of different reasons. I mean, it, and it, it truly could be, and Garth and I have talked about this. It truly could be that major league baseball is totally and completely inept. Like it wouldn't shock me if that's actually the reason is that they are just, well, well yeah. Like look who's running the show. Yeah. Rob Manfred's a fucking idiot. He's like, a complete yeah. clown. Yes. Like he he doesn't even like the sport. He's a lawyer who <laughs> got a job. He doesn't. He doesn't like the sport. Right. He called he called the commissioner's trophy the trophy that's named after the job that he has a piece of metal. Like he's fucking <laughs> like the guy cannot like he his job is to grow the sport. Literally, that's his job. You know, he he's a a mouthpiece for the owner, and his job is to grow the sport. And what has Rob Manfred done to grow the sport? Nothing. I mean, the one good thing that came out of the judge home run chase was like, hopefully we don't have to listen to Roger fucking Maris Jr. anymore. Like that would be awesome. That's <laughs> 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 literally the best part of the whole thing, you know? And, and it's like, Scott made a good point. Like they don't want Barry Bonds to be the home run champ. Like when Bonds like retired, his on base percentage that year was 480. No one's come close to that since. You're telling me a, a, an American League team wouldn't want a, a DH that could probably still hit 35 bombs and have an uh, on-base percentage of 480? Right. Like, they completely blackballed him. And, you know, oh, Aaron Judge, he he's in New York, and he, you know, he's a big dude, and he's lovable. And, like, I like Aaron Judge. He's a great yeah. ball player. But not Aaron Judge's fault, by the way. But not his no, fault. No, no, I'm not no, blaming no, 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 no. I'm blaming baseball. And baseball is, like... I, I, th this record is just as tarnished as Bonds. Like, mm. it might not be as well-known as Bonds. Like, you know, everybody, oh, fucking steroids, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this was league-mandated cheating, you know? And, and I just, uh, even if, like you said, one home run, there was the difference between breaking the record or tying the record. Yeah. And, you know, like, it, it's... And this is the real shame of this whole thing, is that it might not have affected it at all, but now there's, like, this... Yeah. This this cloud of mystery, this this well, there's, question there's mark around like this new... talking about it. Yeah. Well, uh, what's a red flag to me with it is because it was so close to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So that's why I go, wait a minute, there's something weird here. Cause he was he started falling off the cliff as they started heading into playoffs. And then you hey, see how he played the Yeah, then you saw him in the playoffs and he just was not there. But I get it. Like it they wanted him to to hit this mark they wanted him this and now i really feel that this could be an absolute possibility because they wanted him to freaking break this record so yeah that timeline there 
that's what always is a red flag to me is that freaking timeline so close to the end of the season. Yeah. I I was going to like I kind of piggyback off what she said anyway is I even think like the Albert Pujols chase for 700 which is kind of overshadowed uh because of judge going, you know, the whole the judge American League record being a little bit more significant obviously, but I mean towards the end of the year man, Pujols was just mashing and and like the first month, two months of the season, I mean, the guy could barely, you know, hit a double, it seemed like. And, and I was like, right, that's what I mean. <laughs> and, and and you're watching, like like uh, Sarah said, like with, with Judge, it's like, oh, oh, we're getting to the end of the season. Let, let's start throwing those. I'm, I'm not going to say for sure, but let's start throwing those juice balls in there and let's see if he can get that record because guess what? Ratings are going to fly. You know, how many, like those those tickets in Toronto – uh, for for the game where what he he or he tied the record, I think that was when he I tied did. it. And yeah, he beat it. He beat it in Texas, I guess. Then, but yeah, like let's let's make sure that you know we kind of quote unquote meet this agenda to like get viewership and and to get well. There were two of the best the stories in baseball, right? Like yeah. those right. stories were amazing. Absolutely. So it's like yeah, like the is, best is thing Rob about Manfred the whole dip in his hand. The the whole the best thing about that entire judge thing, and Scott will know this because he's a Jays fan, but. The guy who almost caught number 61, his name was Johnny Lasagna. Like, legit, <laughs> was his name. Like, he got interviewed because it bounced off his glove, like, you know, and he just missed, like, getting that home record. His name was Johnny Lasagna. Like, how oh, amazing. Man, oh, I didn't man. know his Three name. $3 million. Dollars. It came Lasagna? off the end of his glove. Came off the end of his glove. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw him on Kimmel, but Jimmy Kimmel's like, what are "You doing the day after?" And he was just like, "Horrible. I'm still oh, horrible." <laughs> That's awful. All that money gone. Poor Johnny Lasagna. All right. Poor Johnny Lasagna. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great, guys. Thanks so much for coming on this show. Uh, let's go around the room, and I just want you to promote your pages and podcasts and all that stuff you do. So, Scott, hit us up first. Okay, so I am the host of the Walk Off podcast with my good buddy Adam Mack. We are a Toronto Blue Jays focused podcast, focusing mostly on Canadian ball and the Blue Jays. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We run pretty much daily content. So, uh, yeah, my buddy and I, JD Kingsley, we we do a podcast. It's you know it's mixed bag. It's uh, NBA a little bit, more so MLB and a lot of football talk. Um, but yeah, like he had said, we're we're on pretty much all the spot the spotify apple music and and what have you and we're trying to get our youtube channel going but it's uh we need to get out of our own way to to make that happen so yeah but yeah i I much appreciate you you letting us letting me come on here nothing knows more about getting in your own way than i do trust me (laughs) trust me aaron's on the uh, brutally honest sports podcast check that out garth where can we find you unless you don't want us to find you uh well i mean physically you'll you'll never find me I can give you a map and you're not finding me but uh, yeah just follow me on Twitter uh, Garth Orgy Uh, I'm a bit of a podcast whore I'm I'm on a bunch of them Uh, I'm on the walk off podcast pretty regularly Uh, especially during the regular season I'm on uh, pretty much every Sunday on their long toss episodes yeah uh, you know that's that before we cancel before we uh, cancel this episode um, <laughs> I, I had a question for you too, Garth and Scott. We call Canada America's hat. Do you call America Canada's pants? No, we no, call we, you we call... Uh, our butt. No. <laughs> oh, Sarah was right. 
Yeah, she said it too. She said we're done. I just, I just we're Canada's ass. Like, yeah. I call you guys like Canada's like that asshole neighbor that you really yeah. wish you could move from, but you can't afford to. Yep. So that's, yeah. 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 America is the Florida of Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 100%. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, of course, Sarah and I are at IEPradio.com. Go and check us out. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, our YouTube. Our YouTube is uh, it's up and running, but it's... Uh, Aaron, don't worry about it. It's fucking hard, man. <laughs> Everything. Real. Everything. We can't be like Scott in the walk-off where they have uh, 70 billion subscribers on their, <laughs> on their YouTube. So, Number one that. baseball podcast in Canada. All right. Well, uh, thanks, for, thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out at iepradio.com, and we will see you next time. For Sarah Ray Talek, I'm Dave Houghton. Goodbye. Bye.